Okay, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, have your way in this place. Amen. I need you to turn to Isaiah chapter 25. Isaiah chapter 25. I give you what God wants me to give you this morning and get out your way. When you have it, please stand for the reading of the word. Amen. Isaiah 25. Amen. O Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things. Your counsel of old are faithfulness and truth. For thou hast made of a city in heap, of a defense city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee, and the city of the terrible nations fear thee. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy, in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is a storm against the wall. Thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud. The branch of the terrible ones shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on leaves of fat things full of marrow of wines on the leaves well refined and he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all the people and the veil that is spread over all nations he will swallow up death and victory and the lord god will wipe away the tears from all faces and the rebuke of his people shall be taken away from all of the earth for the lord hath spoken it and it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him. He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We'll, we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For in this mountain shall the hand of the Lord rest, and Moab shall be trotted down under him, even as straw is trotted down for the dunghill. And he shall spread forth his hands in the midst of them, as he that swimmeth spreadeth forth his hands to swim. And he shall bring down their pride together with the spoils of their hands. And the fortress of the high fort of thy wall shall he bring down. Lay low and bring to the ground even to the dust. Father God, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning from the subject, praise him and watch him do it. Somebody say, praise him and watch him do it. Now I need you to look at the other person and get real churchy with it and say, won't he do it? Hallelujah. Last week we learned that we need to initiate increase by giving God the praises that he deserves. But what do you do when you're in trouble? 
Not just in life, but with God. Anybody ever been in trouble with God? We talked about how God wants, we want God's face to shine on us. Now, I'm no stranger to disappointing God and those around me and feeling like I have failed life and God. No stranger to disappointing those who expect better from me. And neither are the children of Israel. See, see in, in chapter 24 of Isaiah, God reveals his judgment and the consequences for his children who have disobeyed and rebelled against his ways. But somebody say, God's love always overrules his wrath. But that doesn't mean that wrath isn't coming. Oh. What, what Jesus did for us on the cross is awesome. Now, I'm not going to get very deep into this text. Maybe that's a call for a Bible study night. But so that people watching on the airwaves and we, we understand that. I'm not going to just murder this text. This is an end time prophecy. This is dealing, Isaiah had been given deep, detailed prophecies about what would happen in the end day, the last day. And in chapter 24, he outlines things that are going on in Revelations. And, and I'll just read the first three verses of 24 so you can know where we're going. He said, behold, the Lord maketh the earth empty and maketh it waste. He turns it upside down and scatters abroad the inhabitants thereof. And it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with the master, as with the maid, so with the mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, and as the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly emptied, utterly spoiled, for the Lord has spoken. And he goes on to talk about how the wrath of God, and in the last day, we, he is dealing with the thousand-year millennial when what will happen in that last year. And he's, he's, he's given a prophecy of how the world will be in such array, in such terrible state when God comes and pours wrath upon people. Now, the reason why the wrath is coming is because God already knows who's his. So the wrath is to separate the wheat from the tear. The wrath is to separate the believer from the unbeliever. The wrath is so that unbelievers will come to their senses and become believers. I want to help you. The world is not going to get better. It has to get worse. And it has to get worse because the stage has to be set for the king to come. 
And I don't know about you, but we are living in a day that everything has been super sped up. It, it is it is accelerated to a degree. They did not have social media back then in Jesus' time. They didn't have or what we have today to accelerate. Sin is at your fingertip. Y'all not going to say nothing. It is at your fingertip. It is, it is in that little black thing. It is in that little thing that you can't let go of. That's how easy it is to, to access. And so it is accelerated. And we are in the last days. We, 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 are, in, we are in trouble. Somebody say the stage is set. Now, I don't want to deal with all that. But between Isaiah 24 and 25, it, it immediately jumps. 25 is a song. It's a song of deliverance, a song of praise. It, immediately, it goes from one to two. It goes from being down to up. It goes from talking about destruction to talking about blessings. What is this 25 talking about? 24 is talking to unbelievers. 25 is talking to believers. Y'all missed it. Destruction and wrath is talking to unbelievers, but 25 is a song for the believer. But Isaiah spoke it before it happened. But what am I trying to get us to see? Okay, I'm glad you asked. We have to take, when you know the end of a thing, it should determine how you act in the middle of a thing. Right? If 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 I watch a rerun of a basketball game that I know Brooklyn won, then I'm really just watching to see how they play. Cause I know that they win. So whenever the score looks like it's they're not winning, I don't get upset because I already know. That they win. They missed it, love. When I already know I'm winning, I don't worry about what it looks like while the game is being played. Because even when it looks like I'm down, I already know that I win. So this is what Isaiah says, and this is how our attitude should be. Oh, Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. He, he has done wonderful things. In this life, perspective will determine how you handle situations. You cannot be a pessimistic person and say you're a person of faith. You got to be an optimistic person. You ever been around people that always look for the bad in anything? They can never see how anything going to work out. Christians ought not look that way. Live that way. I don't even need Christian today. I'm just going to preach to myself. Because when you learn to use your spiritual eyes instead of your physical eyes, you can see God's work at hand in all situations. And so he says, I will exalt you. It is not a matter of my situation. It is a matter of my will. 
I'm going to lift you up even though it looks like everything else around me is going down. Because you said everything had to go down. And while everything is going down around me, I will still lift you up. You got to learn as a Christian that no matter what's going on in your life to exalt Jesus and God above your situation. You cannot see the problem is you see it all over social media. People elevate their diagnosis or their situation or their bad marriage or their bad money. Y'all, oh my God, I, I got this. I got this friend. I'm about to unfriend they behind, but I got this friend. They a minister friend, yeah. But they always putting stuff on Facebook, begging. They always, put, who gonna help me with this? Who gonna do this? I need this. I need that. I said, bro, that that ain't no way for a man of God to be always advertising a freaking. GoFundMe page all day long on your app. Y'all not going to say nothing because my guy said he'll supply all your need. Then you get up there and cry and go get mad at people because they didn't show up or they didn't help you. Oh, y'all not going to say nothing because once you put it out there for everybody else and you want to have an attitude, then God said, I can't help you. That uh, Y'all not going to say nothing. That's why you will never, you can never go back on my page and find that I'm asking anybody for Jack, y'all better, I will preach this up in here. You, you got to learn to trust God for everything that you need. God, if you want God to show up, you got to exalt him. My God supplies all my needs. Let them wonder how he worked it out. I'll preach by myself. He said, I will exalt you. That's, that's what we got to do. And then he says, I will praise your name. The reason why some of you can't praise him, because you don't know the name. He said, I'll praise your name. I'm not going to praise what you do. I'm going to praise your name. You can't want God and don't want Jesus. Because everything God's going to do for you has to be through the I need a church. At the name. At the name. The name. He said I'll give. I'm giving God. I'm giving Jesus a name that's above every name. That's, that's the only name you need. I don't need to know who you know. I don't need to know who you connected to. Who your family is. Who your pastor was, the bishop of the first church of the rock. You ain't going to say nothing. All I need to know is the name of Jesus. That levels the playing field. Because I don't need to be connected as long as I'm connected to the name. I praise his name because his name is every name. I ain't got to go through it, do I? No. I ain't got to go through Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shekinushka, Jehovah. Y'all not going to say nothing. I, I ain't got to go through the name. Everything. Everything. Somebody praise his name. Don't praise his money. Don't praise his gifts. Don't praise his healing. Don't praise his deliverance. Praise his name. That's why they don't want you to say his name. You can say every other name. 
You can say Buddha. You can say Muhammad. You can say Hare Krishna. You can say any. You can say every name. But as soon as you say Jesus, they won't bring you into the office and have a discussion. Why? Because there's no power in the other names. If the name don't shake up nothing, it ain't causing conflict. That's why the Jewish people got mad when they heard Jesus was coming to town. They heard the name. I'm trying to. Y'all sitting there looking at me like I'm crazy. I ain't going to be the only one sweating. Do you know the name? Act like it. Let me drop this on you. If Jesus didn't autograph whatever's going on in your life, you ain't got no signature. Amen. And then he says, this is why I'm going to praise you. Because you have done wonderful things. He didn't say because you're going to do wonderful things. Because you have done wonderful things. When I think about the goodness of the Lord and all that he's done. I, I need to pass the window anointing on me right now so I can close my eyes and preach this. When I think about the goodness of God, he has done wonderful things. I don't know why you're still sitting in your seat when he have done wonderful things. I will exalt your name. I will praise your name. I will exalt you because you have done wonderful things. You you brought me up out of a crack house. You done a wonderful thing. You delivered me from our alcohol you done a wonderful thing you delivered me from bad relationships uh, you've done a wonderful thing you let me wake up and put clothes on you done a wonderful thing uh, clothed in my right mind I could go to the bathroom by myself I could tie my shoes by myself I had eggs and grits for breakfast you have done wonderful things I'm not homeless you've done wonderful things I got a car to drive you've done wonderful things I got a job uh, my kids are in school I'm not burying my children I'm not uh, you've done wonderful things I had a baby and they had good health they had perfect health there was a lack in everything, but my baby is still living and breathing. You have done wonderful, wonderful things. And he says, even though things are going down, the strong will glorify you. The strong in faith. The strong in belief, the strong will glorify, though the nations, the, where are my strong people at? Let me just drop this on you. You can't go be strong unless you go through weights. You, you might be struggling to lift it up, but God said, I never put more on you than you can bear and and that's good to know because what that's telling me is that he's the one putting the weight on he not only is he putting the weight on he's the one spotting so so when 
God said, I need you to push as far as you can push. And then I'll put my finger on y'all not gonna say that. See, you, you ain't never been spotted where something came in your life and you were trying to get that thing off your life and all God had to do was put a finger on it. So I, I've learned that some spotters don't even lift it. It's just a thought and it's a mind thing that their finger is on it and it makes you feel like you y'all better help me God said I just put my hand that's how you know strong people strong people are faith them are the people you want praying for you people that went through stuff and didn't complain that them the people you want praying for you that people watch this people who prayed for stuff they didn't get that's who you want praying for you because they, they didn't even get what they asked for, but they have enough faith to believe that maybe God and they won't get mad if God give it to you and don't give it to them. Y'all not going to help. Them the people you want in your life. It takes a strong person. To say that I wanted it, but God wanted it for you. And because you're my brother and my sister, I don't got to hate on you because God decided to bless you. Maybe I ain't ready for it yet, but I'll enjoy it while you enjoy it. I, I'll enjoy it while you enjoy it. Because as long as I'm connected to the blessing. I'll still reap the benefits of the blessing. Y'all not going to say nothing. Y'all not going to say nothing. When Deke decided he was going to walk out, I said, I encourage, listen, you part of the ministry. If God's giving you something, you got to walk by faith, brother. You got to go in. If you want to see God do and give you that dream, you got to step out on it. Now, I, I'm not going to sit here and hold on and say, oh, I enjoy because he was working at the same job and that was all cool. Stay here. Hold it down. No, go get your blessing. And while you encourage him to go get your blessing, now I got free donuts. Y'all not going to say nothing. And waters, because whatever blessing fall off the truck, y'all ain't going to say nothing. Whatever blessing fall off the truck, he going to make sure pastor gets some of that blessing. Are you and anybody on your road that is blessed, then know that whatever God drips on them, got the drip on me. Y'all better help. You got to learn how to praise them for the donuts so that he can give you a bagel blessing. You better learn how to praise him. And then he starts listening. I'm almost done. I ain't going to keep you here all day. He says, for you have been. He said, not only have you done wonderful things, not only has he done, that's action. Somebody say action. But you have been. Now, take my time. Doing and being are two different things. I could do something for you, but I don't have to be that.
We praise him for the wonderful things he's done. You worship him. You worship him for what he's been. You're going to catch it. See, it says you've been a strength to the poor. He, he's not talking about something tangible. He's talking about a state. Because I can't give you strength physically. You can't measure strength. Here you go, DeAndre, here's some strength. No, 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 no. He's been strength. In times where you felt like giving up, in times when you just said it's over, in, in times where you felt, see, that's what he means by he says, in your weakness, I am made strong. My strength is made perfect. In weakness. So if he's been a strength, it means that I had to be weak. I don't need strength unless I'm weak. The problem is, not you, the person next to you, they don't want to let you know they're weak. And I've learned that people who are afraid to let you know their weakness cannot manifest God's strength. Let me make that make sense to you. Whenever I testify about my years of crack addiction, People don't look at me as weak. If I was still walking in that addiction, they would look at me as weak. Because they would say, I don't have strength to overcome my weakness. But when I tell them about my weakness and they witness my strength, They know it was nobody but God that gave me the strength to combat the weakness. So why do we hide our weaknesses? Because if I, oh, I'm teaching right now. Because if I look like I'm strong all the time and something happens where you see my flesh show up, then you label me as weak. I thought they was better than that. I thought they had it going on. What happened to the prayers of the righteous? What happened to the talking of tongues all the time? What? What? Why are they so weak? But they look so strong. Paul said, I'd rather boast in my infirmities. 
That's why you got the type of pastor that will tell his business. Because I don't care what you think about me. I only care about what God thinks about me. And what he's done in my life. And he's working on me. So if I cuss you the hell out. Ain't nobody in there looking at me like I'm weak. Because y'all know pastor got a cussing problem. And a cutting problem. I got my blade too. But you needed a Peter. But every time I don't do it, you see God's strength. Now, that, that, that didn't slip. I did that on purpose. I could control, by the strength of God, I could have controlled that. But some people. Some people. When you see deacons in the church on the Facebook fighting. I mean, going at it. You know, the, the first thing you say is, well, shoot, all my pastor got is a cousin problem. <laughs> Listen, it sounds funny, but it's not. We are all weak in here. That's why I don't care. Don't look at me. I had to tell a plenty of members, and some ain't members no more because they had a problem with my weakness. I can't deal with you anyway because you want a perfect pastor. You ain't getting one until you meet Jesus. That's why y'all not going to help me. I'll go ahead and play the keyboard and preach at the same time if I need to. I ain't going to, don't, don't front on me because I know y'all got issues. And for some of you, you wish you, it was just cussing. So you've been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in distress. A refuge in the storm and a shadow from the heat. Has God done that for anybody up in here? You were in a storm, some of you in a storm right now. But God got you covered. Didn't let you burn up. And then he says, well, because of what he did in the past, here's why. We can praise him. Because we know what he did in the past, we should have faith and hope that he'll be the same in the future. Oh. He said he shall deliver. He shall bring down. He shall cool down. If I know God's track record, I can praise him even before it happens. I, I know how he's going to work it out. And then he says this, in this mountain, oh my God, and in this mountain, he is going to make all the people feast on fat things. Somebody say, in this mountain. Now I'm about to be clear. In this mountain. Real praise, don't wait till you get off the mountain. Real praise don't happen when there is no mountain. Now, he told us we had power to speak to the mountain and it'll be moved. What happens when you speak to it and it don't? 
He said, in the mountain. It is in the mountain that you're going to get victory. He said, you're going to eat fat things, fatted things. That's the reference to the prodigal son. Y'all remember the story. I ain't got to preach it to you. He said, when the prodigal son came back, he said, go kill the fatted calf. Let me help you. Fatted means it was special. It was being fed and saved for a special occasion. Y'all, y'all catch me. Y'all catch me. It, it is in the times of trials and tribulations where God feeds his best. Y'all might catch this later on tonight. Let me just go ahead and finish because y'all, y'all not with me. So he said, listen, you got to feed some fatted things. And then, okay, if y'all didn't like that part, I know for sure some of y'all going to love this wine. Okay, so if the if the fatted calf didn't get you because you don't eat pork, whatever it is, I don't know, then sure enough, the wine going to get you. Can we just go ahead and give a praise? That you're going to feast of wine. <laughs> look, at, look at you. Look at me. <laughs> he says, the wine on lees. Well refined. That Where we was once low, because all the people that didn't believe, they got judged. We are now reigning with Christ. This is what he means by saying he'll prepare a table before us in the presence of his enemies, of our enemies, y'all, y'all, that we've been invited to a table to eat fatted things, marrow, which is the, the DNA, the, the supply, the source of all cells to keep things strong. But then he says wine, but not just any wine, wine on lees, well refined, y'all. This is a hard thing to preach in next level. I thank God that y'all are delivered from the wine on lease. Some of y'all, some of y'all could, some of y'all can't say it yet, but it's a yet. You gotta have a yet praise. We ain't judging you, but I'm just trying to tell you if you can hold out to the last day, you gonna have the wine on lease. I know y'all saying, what does that mean, Pastor? Anybody know what the wine on lease mean? Okay, since y'all drink stuff and don't even understand what you're drinking, let me go ahead and explain it to you. I feel it really like that over here. I I feel like I'm leaning a little tipsy to this side for some reason. I don't know what it is, but deliverance is about to happen. If that ain't you, you need to move to this side because we got drinking problems on this side. I, I feel... Jesus help us Lees this is about as deep as we gonna get and I'm done Lees are like the drunk uncle at the family picnic Monique we're gonna have to pray for your kids cause they still over there but anyway <laughs> If somebody ain't telling some information. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> it gives a beverage life. But if it overstays its welcome, 
Things can turn left quick. So what are lees? Where do they come from? As yeast is added to wine, it starts to ferment, converting sugar into alcohol and carbon dioxide. As it mixes with the grape juice, eventually, when the yeast has consumed all of its sugar in the wine, it drops to the bottom of the fermentation vessel. That wet, dense pile of residue mass is what is called gross lees. Follow me. In a mix of dead yeast, grape skins, seed stems are then racked off and discarded. But another type of lees, known as fine lees, are mostly made up of dead yeast cells gradually settled at the bottom of the vessel. They have a silkier consistency than gross lees. And they are a byproduct of the winemaking and the ingredient and the aging process. Uh-oh, some of y'all catching me. If the wine ages in contact with its fine lees for a considerable time, it develops a round, full, creamy flavor that wine tasters describe as nutty. You ever seen a wine taster swirl it and say it has a nutty taste? I'm going somewhere. It In the finished wine, so the French call this process surlai, which translates to on the lees. Watch this. It gives it that aging. It's, it's, it's been time. And it becomes aged. And it has more flavor. Won't, 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 he, won't he do it? What am I preaching? Praise him. Won't, won't he do it? Even in trouble. It is, it is in trouble. Where you spend time with the work. It is in the process of where you have spent time in your situation that things that are dead fall to the bottom. It is uh, um, it's, it's when you spend time in your trial, you're in that container, you're not free yet, you're still bound, but you're spending time with the word of God and you're developing a relationship with God, but it's only in the process where you become mature. Oh, my God. And that's what he means when he says he, you're going to drink the wine of fine leaves. Y'all are going to be on the fine leaves. That, that, okay, okay, let me, go ahead and, let me go ahead and break it down to you. That's what separates Red Rose, Thunderbird. Did I catch you yet? Cisco. Did I, did I, did I catch you yet? Bottom shelf, $2 bottle wine, Welch's sparkling juice. People who know how to praise God in trouble and in any situation are determined 
different from those who need everything to go right in their life in order to give God praise. That's why he says those that know their God. You got to have an anyhow, anyway, anytime, don't matter what it is type of praise. Because it separates you from bottom shelf praises. It separates you from y'all. Y'all not gonna say that. And when you spend time with fine leaves, they say that is the difference in what makes the wine. Y'all ready? Chablis. Y'all better help me. It's a Chablis. It's a it's champagne. When the fine leaves is champagne, it's Chardonnay. Y'all not gonna say nothing. It's Chardonnay. It's top shelf. It's, it costs something. It's it's. It's a different level, and that's what type of praise we want to have. Next level, we don't want to have no Thunderbird praise. We don't want everything to just be going right and be walking around drunk. We want the type of top shelf praise that God deserves. Y'all still ain't catch it. Okay, well, maybe I can make it more plain to you. When you praise God, it is like kissing God. It is, it is... Can I say it? Can I, can I say it? It is, it is pray, when you kiss God, it is praising God. It's what happens before worship. Only married people can worship. But people who want to chip in on the relationship, they try to kiss because they, they're playing with God's affection. Uh, offering up fake praise because the praise ain't authentic oh <laughs> that's why it was such an indictment when Judas kissed Jesus because he said you're gonna betray me with a praise oh my god oh my god oh my. When, when I kiss my wife it's because I'm praising her. Now, I kiss my wife different than I kiss my mother. Y'all not going to say nothing. Or I kiss my daughter. Because if I kiss my daughters like I kiss my wife, that's perverted. If I kiss my mother like I kiss my wife, that's perverted. God said, don't kiss me like you kiss everybody else. Don't kiss me like you kiss your job, like you kiss your car, like you kiss your money, like you kiss your clothes. Kiss me like you're married. You go ahead, AJ. MJ, you that's right. Break grand poppy. Say it, say it, say it. That's right. Can we get a praise? Teach them, teach them something. If a baby could praise him for the pacifier, if the baby could praise him, that's right, wave that rag like you're preaching. Y'all better help me up in here. I don't need nobody but him. Yeah. That's why, that's why a mother would tell you when they had a baby, you know what, the thing you look for, you'll let somebody hold your baby. 
I'm about to, I'm closing. You let somebody hold your baby. Won't he do it? I don't know what they had to do with it, but it really got something to do with it. Because it's only until you praise him that he'll do it. Y'all not going to say nothing. If you praise him, won't he do it? You got to know he already did it. It's already done. Whatever it needs to be done. But if you're a mother and you have a baby and your people, everybody want to hold your baby. I, everybody, let me see him. He's so cute. Oh, she's so cute. Sometimes they tell the truth, sometimes they lie. But anyway, they want to hold them, right? And while they're holding them, the mother is the mother of, and the father, if you got been blessed to have both, are watching whoever got that baby. They, they want to make sure you are handling that baby with care. And they want to make sure you ain't kissing all over my baby. Y'all not going to say nothing. See, God will give you something, but he, he don't want everybody kissing all over it. Because uh, everybody ain't good for you. Everybody ain't got your back. Everybody don't want to bless you. Every, so he watches who comes around you and won't kiss all over his baby. Y'all better help me. Say, I'm God's baby. Don't be kissing all over me. Don't be praising me one minute and putting me in the dirt the next. Don't shoot me. He clapping and everything. Bring him up here so he he can show them how y'all supposed to praise when Papa preaching like that. Come on, we gonna rewind it like it never happened. So mothers, when they have a baby, uh huh, they they wanna let everybody they watching. They don't make sure everybody ain't kissing all over on the baby because they ain't got the best interest. Y'all not gonna say nothing. Somebody don't praise me and then want to put me in the dirt the next minute. Can I get an amen? Oh, now you're going to act like I ain't preaching. The devil is a lie. <laughs> Let's stand. We win. We already know what's going to happen at the end. So don't allow what's going on in your life right now to deter you from praising and worshiping your God. Because at the end of the day, when he comes and he separates, we already know that we are going to be reigning with him. This is just praise practice. And if you have a hard time doing it now, you're going to have a hard time in heaven. If people praising God get on your nerves and you don't know how to get with the program, you're going to be angry in heaven because that's all that's going to be happening. Everybody just praising God. Don't be like the one that goes to the party and just stands up against the wall. Well, everybody is getting their praise on. Because you're trying to be cool, but you need a blessing. When you come to God's house, get on the dance floor. Let him know that you are here. That you appreciate him. Shut out all distractions. And let it be you and him in the room. And then kiss all over him. Love all over him and watch him bless you. 
He will bless your relationship. Amen. We thank God for his word. Can we give him praise? If you are a studier of the word, I want you to go and read chapter 24 and look at chapter 25. And then you go to Revelations and you read chapter 19 through 23. It is a direct marriage between what the prophets spoke in Isaiah 24 and 25 to coincide with Revelations 19, chapters, chapters 19 through 23. You'll see everything. You'll see the same words said about him that he who was coming on that white horse was named Faithful and True. That we exalted him and we praise his name. All that is all that Isaiah prophesied about way before he ever knew the end. Detailed prophecy. That's why they, the eagle-eyed prophet. Revelations 19 through chapter 23. Amen. Father, we bless you and we thank you for what you've done in this place. Help us to understand what you're saying to us, that we should not lose our praise, that the joy that you placed inside of us, that we should be that light shining no matter what's going on in our life because we know that trouble don't last always. And that, Father God, you're going to get the glory out of our lives. You don't get glory if we're, not, if we're down. You don't get glory if we're beaten. You don't get glory if we lose. You get glory if we win, and we do win. Help us to walk in our victory, even though we may be struggling. In Jesus' name, we pray, Father, that you continue to heal all those who are sick. We look for a great expectation on the weekend and for what you're going to do in this ministry. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Grace and peace.